Welcome to the Ordinary Pastor Podcast with C.J. Mahaney. This podcast is devoted to helping ordinary pastors with the extraordinary privilege of serving God's people in their local church. And now, here is C.J. with your host, Mickey Connolly. Welcome to the Ordinary Pastor Podcast, and I have been looking forward to this one since we started the podcast. I have with me today C.J. and Jeff, and we're going to talk about preaching and I've been praying, and I know these boys have been praying, that this would serve you men. So, without further ado, let's just start with this. Why preaching? Why uh, do we put such an emphasis on preaching? The, the absolute importance of preaching, the centrality of preaching, uh, centrality of preaching in the life of the church, um, it, it really begins with the theology of God's Word. Uh, we want to have theological convictions undergirding our preaching, informing our mm-hmm. preaching, and that's yes. where we start. Not, and by that, theology of the Word, I'd include a biblical theology of the Word. Um, so if you think, for instance, of you know, the great, one of the great preaching texts, Paul, his, his last words in 2 Timothy 4, he commands Timothy you know, to preach the Word, and you know, every pastor is sobered by mm-hmm. the presentation mm-hmm. uh, of that command. That is to yes. be his undying priority. Mm-hmm. He's being charged with this in the presence of God. Um, he's to do it in season and out of season. He's to do it always and incessantly preach the Word. It's very informative, and uh, it, it's one of those unfortunate chapter breaks. That command comes just after mm. Paul's description of Scripture in 2 Timothy mm. 3, yeah. perhaps the most yeah. important text yeah. in well Scripture well about said. Scripture. Yep. And there, of course, we see the origin of Scripture and the nature of Scripture. Uh, it, it's God-breathed. It's the product of his of God's own creative breath. And, of course, Paul there mm. is echoing Verses like Psalm 33, 6, By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, by the breath of his mouth all their host. And there the psalmist is echoing, of course, the first chapter of the Bible, recalling precisely just how it was that God created. You know, let there be light. There was light. God spoke. The universe leapt into existence. So Paul recounts that same reality and applies it to Scripture. Just as the God, just as God made the host of heaven, by the breath of his mouth, so did he bring about the scriptures. Uh, I think Packer says in his book, uh, God has spoken. You know, he uses that analogy, you know, let there be law and let there be prophets. And, and so... Um, and, and, Packer and, says in which book? Uh, God has spoken. Okay. okay. I believe. Um, the, so the, 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 and so it's an amazing thing. The establishment of scripture is a reflection of how God set up creation. Uh, how God established reality. We, we, our, our world is shaped, reality is shaped by his word. God creates by the word, mm. and as we work through the Bible, God continues to speak, at bringing about his purposes by his word. And, and so he, he reveals by his word, and he delivers by his word. I think of Psalm 107, he sent forth his word mm. and healed them, delivering them from their destructions. He orders history by his word. So shall my word be, which you know comes out of my mouth, it shall not return void without accomplishing the purpose for which I sent it, Isaiah 55, 11. Um, and that continues, of course, in the New Testament where Jesus is the word of God by mm. whom God spoke. And yes. Jesus in Hebrews 1 upholds the universe by the word of his power. So, you know, all of that, you know, creation is brought into being by God's word. It's upheld by God's word. History is ordered by God's word. So 
What is God's word? It, it is his, cre- his creating, his preserving, his governing, his saving mm-hmm. instrument. Excellent. Now, that, and I'll bring this to an end quickly, uh, but that... You don't have to bring no, it to you an end quickly. Have to, yeah. no. Go. But, no. but then that theology, the, that theology of the word comes yeah. in contact with the doctrine of the church. And yes. so then you see just how, how God has uh, established his word as the... This instrument in his church, just as he did in creation. And so it is God's word that is the saving instrument of his people. That's in 2 Timothy 3 as well. The scriptures are able to make you wise for salvation. And we see in that very same text, God's word is the sanctifying instrument uh, for his people. So Paul says God's word is profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, training in righteousness. All of that comes back full circle to 2 Timothy 4. So I charge you, preach the word. So, so why do we mm. preach? Well, it, it mm. we preaching stems from the a, a simple understanding and, and a conviction of the way God works in the world mm. through His Word, and a conviction about the power of God's mm. Word, the power of God's Word to shape reality, the power of God's Word to change lives, the power of God's Word to draw the elect, the power of God's Word to sanctify mm. His people. Yes, um, that's you know. Preaching flows from those realities, and and not only is that to inform our preaching, that is to inspire our preaching mm. and to and to give us faith as we prepare, as we labor in preaching. Uh, that and, and that will sustain us in in our preaching, and that will sustain us in keeping preaching central mm. in our lives and our ministries and mm. our churches. Mm. Mickey, did I tell you before the podcast that you and I would be working together interviewing? <laughs> Because, listen, this, what our listeners are hearing, what our pastors are being so well served with by all Jeff just said, uh, that, that's what I've been hearing for 20 years. So no one has taught me more about preaching over the past 20 years than Jeff. So he would be my mentor. Uh, and that would just be a sampling of what I've heard on a regular basis, whether it's in the homiletics class or in casual conversation. By the way, if our pastors haven't been to homiletics one and two, it's just a must, please, to to attend that class. It will make all the difference in your soul, in your preaching. Think, think Think of your attendance as a gift to your church. So I come with Jeff Perswell quotes, and here here would be a relevant one to what he just said. So Jeff, you said one time, a theology of preaching is the intersection of the doctrine of Scripture and the doctrine of the church. This is how God builds his church. So elaborate on that. Yeah, well, I I think along the lines of what we were just talking about, it, it is... You know, preaching is not some strange thing. It's not some, you know, habit of Western culture. It's you know, it's critiqued now so often as being this sort of monologue. It's 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 out of keeping with our culture. We're about conversation now and so forth. Mm-hmm. No, that would be to miss the connection of of preaching with God's larger purposes. God has chosen preaching. Um, as the way by which he addresses his people. Um, uh, he, he's addressed us in his word, and when that word is proclaimed, he addresses us again. Uh, and so, uh, it, it, just as we said, God, just as God orders and rules creation by his word, he does the same thing in the church. He rules his, he rules his people by his word. It's the, as, as Calvin said, you know, God's word is, is God's scepter. 
um, meaning it's the instrument of his rule. It's the way mm. that he rules mm. us. It's mm. the way that he governs us. It's, the way, that, it's the way that he loves us and the mm. way that he yes. ministers to us and yes. the way yes. that he encourages us yes. and the way that he comforts us. And yes. so God does all this in creation, but he does it in a specific way, in a particular way, in a personal way through the preaching of his word in the church. So do you agree or disagree that the preaching of God's word each week as the church gathers, this is the most important moment of the week for the church gathered? Yeah, I do. I do. I mean, there's a lot of things that happen in, in the church. We're, uh, but, you know, so much of what we do on a Sunday um, we hear us a lot. <laughs> we hear, mm. uh, you know, we are singing, mm. uh, hopefully mm. uh, responding appropriately mm. to God mm-hmm. in our songs, yep. which is wonderful, a critical part of our worship. Um, but it's it's at the pre- the reason that preaching moment is so important. It's not because a man is important. It's not because no. uh, of any sort of Eloquence tradition. On the part yes. of the individual. No, yes. th- that's the moment where. God addresses us yes. if his word is being faithfully preached. Mm. And so mm. we are there. I mean, true mm. worship, as we mm. know, true mm. worship at its root mm. is a response to God, an mm-hmm. appropriate response mm. to God, an appropriate response to God's revelation of himself. And so what's happening in that preaching moment is that God is revealing himself. What's mm. happening in that moment is God is addressing us, mm. Uh, mm. that we might respond in love, in mm. faith, in mm. singing, in, in, mm. in, in, most importantly, in obedience, mm. uh, in worship, true worship mm. with our whole lives. So I do think it's the most important moment because that's when we are being addressed by God. Yeah. Amen. So if a pastor had a conviction, Nikki, of all Jeff just said, then it should be reflected in his schedule in the amount of time necessary to prepare yep. for that event on Sunday. Couldn't agree yep. more. Yep. Um, let me just add to what CJ yep. said about uh, our pastors doing homiletics one and two. Not only have you, if you haven't done it, if you haven't done it in a long time, That's good. Yeah, you well need said. to yep. be refreshed yep. in these things. Yep. So, uh, Jeff, yep. just speak briefly, and you've hit upon it, but so... Why expository preaching? Why do we put so much emphasis on expository preaching? That's that's a great question. We we advocate expository preaching in the pastor's college. We teach expository preaching, not because it has a time honored history, which it does. Not because it, it's become fashionable in uh, much <laughs> of evangelicalism. Although I'm grateful for that, especially Reformed evangelicalism. Um, we don't do expository preaching to to somehow. Uh, gain respectability in reform circles. We do expository preaching because it's the kind of preaching that's most consistent with our convictions about preaching. Um, In other words, it it gives expression to what we just said about preaching. It gives expression to what the Bible teaches about preaching. Uh, So if if we believe, so for instance, if we believe Scripture is God's very word, if we believe that God's word is his instrument to change lives, to uh, build his church, if we believe that God still speaks through his word when, when that word is respoken, uh, if we believe that God's word, uh, as scripture claims, partakes of his attributes and his character, that uh, the way I like to say it, where God's word is, God is. Mm-hmm. Um, if we believe that where God's word is spoken and heard and believe, yeah. there, at that place, mm-hmm. God is present and God is acting, then our priority in preaching will be uh, to present that word, mm-hmm. to prepare and preach sermons whose um, 
and I think we could define it this way, sermons whose shape and content and intent mm-hmm. uh, reflect yep. the shape and content and intent mm-hmm. of the text of Scripture. We, we want... We're not doing anything. We're not trying to talk people into things. We're not trying to exhort people into obedience. We want God's Word to have its intended Mm -hmm. divine effect in the lives of people. And so in our preaching, that's what we're doing. We're just exposing them to God's Word. We're giving Mm -hmm. room for the Word, Mm -hmm. for the room room for the Word to work. And Mm -hmm. we do that with expository preaching does that. It, It communicates the content of biblical texts in a way that people encounter the truth of the Word, in, in, in a way in which people encounter the claim mm. of God's Word. And so we, that's, that's why we are uh, passionate about expository mm. preaching. It, mm. it, it, it's consistent with our convictions. It, it, gives, it, it enables our preaching to position people to experience God through His Word. Mm-hmm. All right, now, yeah. um, and I'll, I'll add this. Pe- people learn how to read their Bible yes. from the way pastor preach from the Bible. Yes. So yeah. uh, right. we're, that, part of what we're seeking to do is, is help them in their own reading of God's Word so that they encounter God <laughs> in their private reading right. during the week. And then there is this special moment as the church gathers uh, to be addressed by the appropriate pastor uh, from God's Word. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, a lot, there's a lot of temptation. Yeah, can I, can I yeah please. And we're, guys, we're talking. Guys in the homiletics course have heard this, but uh, I mean, I really... What I the, the last thing I want people saying after you after I preach is you know wow where did you get that you know how did you how did you come up with that <laughs> incredible um, I, because if 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 that's the effect then they're going to shake their head they're going to thank you and then they're going to hey man they're going to put their Bible on the on the coffee table and say I can't wait till next week. Mm-hmm. Hear that again. I can't yep. wait to see him and do it again. Yep. Now, I, we want them saying, okay, yeah, it's right there. I see how you got that. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's wonderful because it's yep. God's Word, but, man, you didn't do anything too special. Nope. It, it, there it is. I, I, <laughs> yep. You know, I could do that. Uh-huh. Um, yep. yeah, b- because then the expectation is not, oh, I can't wait till next week. Then yep. the expectation is... My goodness! Yeah. Yes, he can't is. Wait till tomorrow morning. He, I can't wait till tomorrow read. morning. It creates yeah. a I can do the yes, word. I can do yes. the yes. same yes. thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We, we show people how to access God's truth from Excellent. God's word. Excellent. And um, yeah, it, it brings them closer to their Bibles. The last thing we want yes. to do is dis- yes. distance them from their Bibles. Oh, yep. Well said. Yes, I, th- I think folks are coming with an appetite, but they're lacking the confidence and skill to read and comprehend on their own. So. We are hopefully serving them in our preaching uh, so that that confidence, skill, um, by the power of the Holy Spirit, comprehension can take place not only in the context of Sunday in the gathered church, but each day yes. as they are devoting time yep. to meditating on That's God's right. Word. Yep. Um, Jeff, there's the, the temptation to topical preaching. So you're a pastor. There's an issue in the church that you want to address. There's problems in the church. And there's always going to be issues and problems. And so the temptation is, well, let's do a topical series on this. Let's do a topical series on that. Speak to both of you, uh, actually, to the place of expository, topical. How do you think through, how do you answer that mm-hmm. concern of guys? Yeah. 
And, and that emerges, just as you gave expression to it, it emerges out of a pastoral burden, typically uh, a, a commendable pastoral burden, a desire to address things. I do think sometimes we can overestimate our ability to address those things and underestimate mm-hmm. the natural ability of God's Word mm-hmm. to address those things uh, naturally as we're going through text. Right, right. Now, that said, topical sermons, they certainly have a place. It's necessary to do it at times. I mean, there, there's going to be times when we feel the need to teach on a topic and to draw biblical data from various parts of Scripture to bring to bring the whole of biblical teaching to bear upon a topic. That's fine. I, I just think we need to be aware of what we're doing and aware of the vulnerabilities. Um, primarily, the, the, the way in which we are determining the content of the sermon, mm-hmm. uh, the logic that we are imposing on that sermon, the, the context in which we are placing God's word, um, all all of that, all of that is us, and uh, we you know we do that at times. We just need to be aware of it and to be as careful as possible that we're not distorting the content of Scripture. That we're not, and and more subtly, we we can subvert the power of God's word. Um, you know, if I using texts to support a point, that can be absolutely legitimate. It is legitimate, but when I take a text out of its context, out of its given mm. context, mm. it's it's rare when you, you you don't lose something. You lose the mm-hmm. you subvert the power of that mm. text in its particular context. And and I would say this: I, I tell guys in the homiletics class, I I'm not tempted to do topical sermons no, uh, because they require so much more of you mm, that's um, true too because <laughs> that's true and, too yes anything that makes our work easier <laughs> that's exactly right they do because <laughs> prep is hard enough yeah adding degree of difficulty to exactly it exactly yeah. right so if you're doing it right i mean you're wanting for all the different texts that you bring you're wanting to honor each of those texts yes. each of the context yeah. of the, those the topic texts. has to be rooted in a text yeah not taken out of context yeah, exactly yes. so I, I just think it takes much more more out of you. It yes. requires more of yes. you. And uh, I, I just... The other thing about expository preaching is... what well, One thing I love about it is when I'm given a text, I, I never know what I'm going to preach. I'm yeah. preaching. I'm actually preaching in our church mm. this Sunday. Mm. I have no idea. I, I, now, I know the Bible a little bit. Mm. You know, we've been at this a while, so mm. I, I kind of know mm. what texts are about. Mm. But I don't know yeah. the thrust of that sermon. I don't know the precise How exciting. claim mm. of yeah. that sermon. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so you, you you educate yourself when you mm-hmm. preach expositorily mm-hmm. week after yes. week after so week. True. For sure. Yes, so true. Constant surprises. Constant yeah. surprises. Good ones. Yes. And, and I'll, so I'll ask yes. guys in, in the pastor's college, you know, if you preached uh, topical sermons, I'll say, think about a topical sermon you preached. Tell me, you, did you know what you were going to say before you even began? Mm. And that's exactly right. Mm. You know what you want to say. Mm-hmm. You're determining mm-hmm. the thrust. You're determining the goal. Now let's find biblical data to support that. Uh, again, there's a, there's a place for that. There's a time for that. Mm. Certain classes are, are appropriate for that where mm. perhaps you're teaching systematic theology, systematic theological topics and so forth. That's great. But uh, when you're bringing God's Word to bear upon the entire congregation yeah. – uh, I think we would do much better yep. and be more faithful to God's word when we're letting God's word have its say yep. through expository preaching. Yeah, yeah and that, plus, oh, I'm sorry. No, plus you, you you get the whole the argument of the book. Yep, the books have flow; they have argument. And when you're just exactly, pulling yeah. passage and passage out, you don't get the intent of the whole book no, and and how exactly. that fits in. 
Yeah, I think a topical series should be occasional. Uh, and I think we have other contexts where important topics can be addressed. So this is the benefit of classes, the benefit of small groups, where you can create a curriculum that can address a wide variety of topics. Yeah, I'd, I'd also say that when you do want to teach a topic, and, and we, we, we need to be you know, exegeting our congregations. You know, we need to be faithful shepherds. We need to be aware of the needs of our, our people. But even if we identify a particular topic, that doesn't mean I have to do a topical message. I, I can find a text that addresses that particular issue and then preach that text expositorily. I can yep. take a, I can find a series of texts yep. uh, that address that topic and then preach those texts. So I could do a, a topical uh, series where I have determined the topic of the series, but then the component parts of that series be expository sermons on different mm -hmm. texts that impinge upon that particular topic. So even yep. then, yep. even when we do topical series here, and yep. we have done many in our five years, mm -hmm. well, I don't know, one, maybe uh, two. One comes to mind. Yeah, one yeah. comes that, to my that mind, too. That doesn't qualify yeah. as many. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> but even within those, yeah. even within that series... Uh, at least some of the messages were expository. Yes. Um, finding a text that addresses yes. that and, and letting that text speak to it. Yep. Yes. CJ, Jeff, thank you so much. Excellent. Uh, you mean Jeff, CJ, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been a joy to sit here and listen to it Jeff. Has yeah. It, oh, has my. It, has it not? Yes. Together. We're wrapping up. Kind of, We've talked about theology preaching and how that finds expression in the shape of our preaching, expository preaching. That, I, I just want, I mean, I want to remind myself, just saying this stuff in this context reminds yeah. me. No, you're reminding that the pastors. You're not reminding uh, yourself here. But what uh, as, would you like as to I remind said, us? Well, I am preaching yeah. Sunday, and I am, yeah. I am freshly, uh, I'm freshly inspired. Yeah. Um, and and yes. it's these convictions mm. that sustain us. Yes. Uh, it's yes. in the week after week labor yes. and toil of preaching knowing this moment will be not, you know not when i perform or not when i no not when i get up there and just do my best but it'll probably be inadequate uh, no this is the moment where god will address his people this is how yes. god has chosen to save to sanctify to build his church yes. we get to participate in it yes what a privilege a remarkable privilege yes, yes indeed yes so. spurgeon said moreover labor is easy to those of a cheerful spirit success waits on cheerfulness and so much of what you said mm. informs our preparation so that it is even though hard work done cheerfully and then we can preach cheerfully right. confident that god loves his people yes. and will bless the proclamation of his word amen, amen. amen. no better way to end we'll uh, talk to you gentlemen again next month